here with us today on Connect the Dots. We've been talking with Rivera's son. Uh, it's been a total pleasure. Um, I can't wait to read The Lost Air and, uh, and track with all that you're doing. You are listening to PRN, Progressive Radio Network. All right, I'm back, I'm back. I dropped the mic. All right, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Progressive Radio Network and Trends This Week. Let me put this thing on over here. It keeps popping out. All right, see what happens now. Okay, away we go. So, as you know, being that you listen to Progressive Radio Network, and if you subscribe to the Trends Journal, because you would have heard it earlier, I had forecast the gold bull run, and that's no BS. It's in our trend alert. Trend alert on June 6th of this year. That gold was ready to take a ride. That bull was going to run again, and run it did. When I made that forecast, gold was selling at $1,132 an ounce. As we speak, gold, live gold, meaning the stuff that's being traded, is selling at $1,418 an ounce. It just recently hit a six-year high. And those of you who've been following my work over the years know that I've been bearish on gold. I gave golds the low of about $1,150 an ounce, went a little below that. And I kept saying it had to break over $1,450 an ounce to go higher. And when it did do that, it would spike to the 2000 mark. But first, it had to go over 1385 and stabilize above that to go toward the 1450 mark. It's done that. So, I believe gold has reached its near bottom. Could go down to around 1270. Which isn't very low in the futures market world. And why is gold going up? 
Well, Iran has something to do with it, but that's not the driving factor. It's bigger than that. And by the way, I have changed my forecast on Iran as well. I don't believe the United States is going to go to war against Iran. And when the United States saw, yeah, depending on whose numbers you're looking at, a drone getting shot out of the sky very high, it cost between 110 to $200 million of our money wasted. You can see that Iran is in Iraq or Syria or Libya. They know how to fight and have the weaponry to do it. And the United States battle fleet, they're just equivalent of battleships with these aircraft carriers and others that get blown out of the water with hypersonic laser-guided and other missile technology of the 21st century. The Straits of Hormuz are very narrow. So if the United States attacked Iran, payback's a bitch. Well, I got to be careful. Got to say bitch, I have to say bastard. And those are words you can say. Those are like in the dictionary. Because I got to be equal in this time of identity politics. So that's why the United States didn't attack Iran. And I don't believe they're going to. But I'll get back to that in a minute. Going back to gold. Gold is going up simply because the global economy is going down, 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 down. The purchasing managers index, very important. The manufacturing zone, it's down around the world, even down here in the States as well. Above 50s growth, below 50s contraction. And the United States is just a little above 50, 50 point, you know, 0.2 or something like that. But down in China, or out in China, and other nations around the world, it's in negative territory. North Korea, excuse me, South Korea just came out with some numbers that were very terrible as well in trade. So there's a global slowdown going on. That means they're going to keep lowering interest rates, more cheap money being pumped into the system, monetary methadone. That's why the equity markets are going back up. It's allowing gamblers to gamble because they can borrow cheap money for almost nothing. And that's no joke. And it's no lie. It's a fact, Jack. And Jill, gotta be fair. Gotta be fair. Salenti said Jack and didn't say Jill. So what you're seeing here are more, more, more mergers and acquisitions going on. More stock buybacks. We become more slaves of Slavelandia as the mergers and acquisitions grow bigger. Entrepreneurs are pushed out of the marketplace as to our small businesses. I guess that's why America, pride in the U.S., is hit a low, according to Gallup. That's right. 
Only 40, less than half, fewer than 45% of Americans have identified themselves as, quote, extremely proud to be an American. And I know a lot of it has to do with Trump. A lot of people hate him. But it's bigger than that. Much bigger than that. People have a very, very dismal future ahead of them. You look at the numbers that just came out on apartment rentals, going way, way up. Strongest sector in the market. The rate of housing sales, soft. Each month they're showing new lows in terms of their growth pattern. 15 months. Why aren't people buying houses? Simply because they can't afford them. More mergers and acquisitions. That's all it's about. The rich are getting richer and everybody else is getting poorer. Hey, drug makers push their prices higher. Isn't that great? Yep, 20 companies increased the list prices of over 40 prescription drugs on an average of 13.1%. Another 16 increased theirs, 7.8%. Isn't that wonderful? And they talk about no inflation. Well, that doesn't count. Rents, health care, which, of course, health care is going to be a major, 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 major issue in the presidential reality show. Pro-Trump, anti-Trump, you're sick, you got to pay for it. And... People are tired of it. So that's going to bring a lot of strength into the presidential reality show. So, lower interest rates mean higher gold prices. Period, paragraph, end of story. And they're going to keep lowering interest rates. We'll probably see one coming up shortly here in the United States. The thing to watch this Friday, when most people won't be tuned in because of the holiday weekend, are the job numbers. Because the job numbers are going to tell you what the Federal Reserve will do in terms of lowering interest rates. If interest rates come in really low, excuse me, if job numbers come in really low, interest rates will go much lower. And how low can they go? Well, the overnight Fed rate is 
to 5% overnight rate so they can lower them 2.25%. Hey, Australia just lowered theirs. All-time low, 1%. 1%. They're going to do everything they can to prop the markets up. It's very important that they prop up the equity markets. The reason being is if the markets crash, that's the signal to society that the pain they feel is real. So gold. Gold's going to keep going higher is my forecast. Oh, it may drop back. 1350 Even 1270 is the low, my low. And people ask me about silver. Silver will follow gold. So, I don't give financial advice, not telling you what to do or how to do it. You know, going back to Venezuela, as I said, I don't think the United States is going to attack Venezuela because you saw what happened. But you know who might is Israel. We just heard from their uh, chief of Mossad, Yose Cohen. You know what happened a couple of weeks ago when those ships were either torpedoed or mined or who knows what? And there's no proof as to who did it or how, but they blame Iran. And Israel just came out and blamed Iran again. And the chief of Mossad said it was Iran, but he did not provide any evidence to support his claim to explain how the Israeli authorities had come to that conclusion. This is the New York Times. Quote, I can say to you with certainty from the best sources of Israel and Western intelligence, Oh, Western intelligence. That's an oxymoron. What intelligence? Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda? No, 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 I know. It's the one, um, uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. That's the one, right? The one that never happened. So... Western intelligence, huh? That Iran was behind these attacks. Quote, 
They were authorized by the Iranian government leadership and the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and its various branches. Of course, Iran has denied the attacks, that they did it, they were responsible for it. This guy Cohen goes on to say, though these, through these attacks, Iran is trying to say to the world, now he's saying what Iran is having to say to the world, a world that is afraid of escalation, that if the sanctions are not lifted, it will cause serious damage to the world oil economy, Mr. Cohen said. This is an irresponsible Iranian policy that could ignite a fire in the region and will lead to just the opposite. You know, Google and Facebook and Twitter, they keep censoring everybody for conspiracy theories. If they don't like what you say, and it's not the government line, Then, you're banned. You're Facebooked out. YouTube dead. Twitter finished. But these kind of conspiracy theories could go on and on. So here's the deal, because the United States is so allied with Israel, as just about all of the candidates in the presidential reality show, including Tulsi Gabbard, I am told, who I support because she's anti-war more than any of them. If something happens, false flag or real, with Israel and Iran, Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States will jointly attack Iran. That's the way I see it. Because, you know, Israel's been bombing away at Syria just this past Monday again. Killed a number of civilians as well. Could you imagine if Syria was sending missiles into Israel? Oh, that's different. What hypocrisy. Don't call me an anti-Semite. I call it a spade a spade. I don't want my money going to any country, by the way, whether it's Israel, Italy, Ireland, or you name it. Yeah, the national emergency, you know, natural, natural emergency. You know, earthquakes, that kind of thing. Fires, forest fires, whatever kind of thing. Yeah, let's help the people but not providing them with military equipment to enrich the military-industrial complex. So you can't say anything bad about Israel without being called an anti-Semite. So save it. I'm not an anti-Semite. Three of my last girlfriends, or three of the last, the one before the last, were Jewish. (laughs) So... 
not an anti-Semite. And I got a lot of Jewish friends. They call it what it is. And Israel's off the charts in terms of attacking Syria, which has no right to do. And of course, Gaza, which they've turned into an outdoor prison. And most Americans oppose attacking Iran, according to a new study. Polls show that 58% favored non-military approach, 48% calling for diplomacy, 9% saying the U.S. should take no action at all. That's the one I'm on. By contrast, only 5% support a war. 5%. And those 5% are the 5% that are the dumb craps and the repulsive kins that are running the country. The dumb craps and repulsive kins. A disgusting spectacle of warmongers that never stop. Governor Cuomo announces sweeping series of economic development partnership between New York and Israel. Isn't that great, huh? How about development partnerships with we the people? This other thing, all these tax breaks. My master's degree was in public administration. These tax breaks and incentives for corporations to open up plants and whatever headquarters is a lot of baloney. It only enriches the rich. It doesn't do anything for the society. The facts are there. There's nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And they're not tax breaks. We have to pick up the money that they don't pay. So they're not tax breaks. They pay us. We pay for them. I talked about the repulsivekins and dumbocraps and how those liberals love their murderers. And there's no better example, and I'm talking about Iran, than the clown boy out there in California. Adam Schiff, and Trump got that one right. They spelled his last name wrong. Take out the, uh, the C and the Fs and put a T in there. Iran is a thoroughly malign actor, Schiff said. A cause of deep instability in the region. Oh, yeah? You mean... The United States isn't a cause of, quote, deep instability in the region, jerk, clown, moron, imbecile, freak, psychopath, sociopath, piece of garbage. 
Oh, yeah, you know, those Iranians, they invaded Iraq. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It happened back in the 1980s. Oh, no, no. That was the war launched by the United States. Iraq against Iran. Oh, and you remember that other low-life piece of garbage, crap, scum that the mainstream media loves? Donald Rumsfeld giving Saddam Hussein those golden spurs to begin the war against Iran. He killed over a million Iranians. Oh, yeah, so it's Iran that's the deep instability in the region, huh? Oh, no. I know it was George Bush Sr.'s war, right? The first Gulf War. That was a beauty. Oh, that one was based on lies, too. You remember those Iraqi troops going into Kuwaiti hospitals and bayonetting babies in, um, in the hospitals? Intensive care? Yeah. Incubators, that was it. Pulling them out of incubators and stabbing them. Oh, like um, Libya. Oh, that was the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner's war. Obama. Oh, and you remember those, uh, those uh, Libyan soldiers? You know the truth. They were taking that Prozac and raping women. And people believe that garbage. So going back to the most dangerous regimes in the world. Nope, oh, I didn't get to that part. In the region. Um, Libya, Syria, Saad has to go. You know that. United States bombs away still just... To, couple of bombs dropped on Tuesday. We got them terrorists, I tell you. They were ISIS's. They, had, they were wearing ISIS's uniforms and badges. He goes on to say this shift. Again, Iran is a thoroughly malign actor, a cause of deep instability in the region, a profound contributor to the violence and misery in Yemen. Could you imagine this and this clown gets away with it? It's the United States supporting the beheaders in chief, that wonderful democracy, Saudi Arabia, that launched the war under Obama from Washington, D.C. in March of 2015. Oh, yeah, but the Iranians, they support the Houthis, the Houthi rebels. I think the Houthis have been there for like 900 years. And Iran denies they're supporting them. But there is no denying what Saudi Arabia has done with the United Arab Emirates and the United States and their Sudanese soldiers. Their guns for hire that they brought in to create the worst humanitarian crisis on earth. That's okay. But blame it on Iran. The dumb old craps. That's all they are. Iran is a thoroughly malign actor, of course, a deep instability in the region, a profound contributor to the violence and misery in Yemen, and one of the most dangerous regimes in the world. Yeah. The United States is the most dangerous regime in the world. Non-stop wars. Oh, by the way, don't occupy peace. Don't send any money. Don't support us. We have to uh, wage more war in America 
against other countries, militarize our police even more. So every day we can see another videotape of police shooting people for no reason at all. Or made up ones, I should say. This country will not have liberty, love, joy, and beauty as long as the main goal is war. The business of China is business. The business of America is war, and you can see the difference. Iran is a thoroughly malign actor, caused a deep instability in the region, a profound contributor to violence and misery in Yemen, and one of the most dangerous regimes in the world. Through the IRGC, that's the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and its proxies, it is also a state sponsor of terror. The threat it poses is real. This is a guy that's the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. This little clown doesn't have a brain of intelligence in his head. He's a lying little piece of garbage. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. And all you have to do is look at the presidential reality show to see who you're going to vote for. Step right up, step right up. Yep. Will it be Biden? Kamala Harris? Backtrack Harris? Bad as Biden? Oh, yeah. Read about his stands on uh, private insurance companies and insurance for all. Health insurance for all. Private health insurance. Insurance for all. Keeps backtracking. And look at her record as attorney general. Oh, it's beautiful. And Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Proud to be an Afghan soldier. So, we're going to take a break now. Be back in a few. If you have any questions, call 1-888-874-4888-888-874-4888. Or with answers. Be back in a minute. Or two. The Progressive Radio Network is a thinking person's network for our world's progressive visionaries and stakeholders and great thinkers to assemble on a commercial-free and listener-supported network. Our provocative hosts speak freely and passionately on intriguing and urgent topics such as health and news and politics and women's issues and philosophy and more that directly impact our lives. Progressive Radio Network takes chances. Our voices and ideas are not always welcomed by corporate media. So Progressive Radio Network is a very important outlet for these great thinkers. Yeah, I'm not known as a gadget guy, but I love gadgets that really do the trick, like the new app. The Progressive Radio Network has an app thanks to our friends at Audio Now. Hey, this is Mark Farrell, host of Insight on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we broadcast live out of New York City. But if you can't catch the show live, no frets. It's always archived. It's always on the app. Download it now. Listen now. Listen later whenever you want. The Progressive Radio Network app is available from our friends at Audio Now. Check it out. 
Hey, it's Jesse, PRN Station Manager. I have an exciting announcement for our amazing listeners. PRN has a new voicemail line that will allow you to connect better with our hosts. If you can't listen live but have a question or comment for one of our hosts, just call 862-800-6805. That's 862-800-6805. This feature will allow your voice to be heard on your favorite PRN show. Thank you for listening to the Progressive Radio Network. You are listening to PRN. Progressive Radio Network. With a cannoli in his hand, huh? I wonder what that means, a cannoli in his hand. Huh? So, you know, I was talking about war. And I grew up, grew up, I haven't grown up yet, but I'm getting there. The, uh, I was a young guy. I was prime draft meat for the Vietnam War. Prime. Unlike Trump, who got out for a bone spur because his daddy paid the doctor. I had a bone spur too, but <laughs> it didn't work. And I got out of it other ways. And I make it clear, I avoided the draft. I'm a draft dodger. I'm a draft dodger. And to make it 100% clear, I was too stupid at that age to be against the war. I saw those pictures of those, you know, guys in those jet planes and all that stuff, you know. Those commies are going to get us. I just couldn't imagine me getting shot at in a foreign country, watching these guys walk through these rice paddies with water up to the middle of their chest, holding their guns over their head and a lot of weight on their back. I could never carry that weight on my back. Small guy. So I did what I could to avoid it. And I lucked out. I got braces on my teeth before I got married. Nineteen seventy two, seventy one, seventy two. And I got a one Y. The guy messed my mouth up. Why my money? So he moved my teeth too quickly and wore down my gum line. My bone line. Screwed my mouth up. But anyway. I mention that because how they taught us to hate Vietnam. Those commies before you know it, them dominoes are going to fall and are going to reach California. They sell you this garbage over and over again. Vietnam's economic moment has arrived. As investors fret about global economy, Vietnam is enjoying a moment in the sun. Listen to Wall Street Journal. Vietnam is on the path to become an export powerhouse with outbound trade. You ready for this? Up by more than 2,000% since the turn of the century. 
And the United States is a big buyer and gets a lot of their stuff made in Vietnam. I mention this because Vietnam is still a communist country, as is China. But it's okay to do business with those commies, but only when you do business with them. Otherwise, you got to start wars against them. Nearly 60,000 American young men killed. Some 250,000 wounded and millions damaged for life. And over 3 million Vietnamese slaughtered. Country poisoned with chemicals like Agent Orange. Oh, and the United States government just passed an Agent Orange bill to help some of the people that have suffered from it. The soldiers, but limited. Big deal. You know, they're in their 70s, late 60s. A lot have died already. But now it's okay to do business with them. The response that Tulsi Gabbard got at the first debate, and it's not a debate. Let's stop calling these things debates. It's a presidential reality show. You got one minute to answer the question in a 30-second response. How could you make this up? So stupid. How could you make this up? Anyway, I believe she got that kind of response because people are tired of war. Just like that poll that I just read you, where a vast majority are against doing anything against Iran. And only 5%, and only 5% want to attack. So occupy peace, because if we don't have peace, you can see where this thing is going. When all else fails, they take you to war. That's what's going on with Israel, I believe. Because what you see in Israel is The Prime Minister, Netanyahu, cannot form a party. They're going to have new elections. The elections are coming up in 
let's see, September. When all else fails, they take you to war. And I believe war is on the horizon. With Israel, the United States, Saudi Arabia, against Iran. We got Anita from Wyoming. Hello, Anita. Hi, how are you? Oh, can't hello. hear you. Oh, hello, how are you? Ah, very well, and how are you? Um, regarding uh, the SIPC insurance, uh, that is, uh, that uh, like TD Ameritrade, for example, gives you or when you, uh, you know, you use their, their, use them as a bank, uh, instead of, uh, going to a commercial bank, which, uh, gives FDIC insurance, um, which, uh, Ellen Brown, that economist on, uh, Progressive Radio has said that the FDIC, uh, really doesn't have enough money whatsoever to pay us back if the banks were to fail. So is it, uh, worth putting one's money and using it as a checking account into, say, TD Ameritrade, uh, if this SIPC doesn't really have enough funds to pay us off if they were to fail? Or where should we put our money? I mean, just as well, a checking account. Yeah, the uh, I'm not allowed to give financial advice. Uh, I'm, uh -huh. I'm a trend forecaster, so the the um, uh -huh. I, I would get fined for that. So, this is what I have to say. Yes, the FDIC does not have enough money <coughs> if the banks would have failed to pay us back. What they'll do is they'll print it. It's one big club. And so they'll do what they can to juice the banks. All of these new banks that you've mentioned, one of them, you know, it's still what I'm seeing it's a it's a it's a risky avenue as well because yeah. it's very hard to say who they're loaning to what the payback will be and this is also very important that there's a 250 trillion dollar debt bubble and corporations are putting out bonds that people are buying because they're not getting interest rates as you just mentioned it's very hard to get a decent interest rate. So they're buying more and more collateralized loan obligations and other kind of junk bonds and, and risky bonds and even buying safe bonds that are paying very little interest because they're concerned about the volatility of what could happen in the marketplace. So where do you put your money? Again, I, I don't give financial advice. I'm only speaking for myself and... I mean, here, here's something else that I, I readily admit that, you know, I've been forecasting trends for a real long time. And I've called the, and I'm on record, the Wall Street Journal, you know, all of them, like 
calling the 1987 stock market crash, the dot-com bust. It's in our Trends Journal. On, 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 in December of 1999, I said the dot-com bust would happen by the second quarter of 2000. I took out the domain name, the Panic of 08, in, in uh, 2007 and was on the major media saying it was going to happen. The mistake I made over and over again, up until recently, was that I thought when things crashed, it would continue to go down. I didn't know about quantitative easing or zero negative interest rates. You know, Anita, I'll tell you what you should do. Why don't you buy one of those German bonds, French bonds, the Japanese bonds, a 10-year bond. Yeah, buy a 10-year bond and you get a negative interest rate. So in 10 years, you get back less than what you put into it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making it up. Yeah. It's the truth. So what I'm saying to you is that they will do everything they can to regenerate the economy. So real estate, for example. You know, I, I mean, I grew up at a time when New York City was, you know, they weren't going to save it, you know, back in the 70s. And now, of course, you can't buy anything in New York. The same thing in 2007 and 8, 2008, when things started crashing, all those empty cranes, you know, just sitting there on top of buildings that weren't finished. Now look at it. So what I'm saying is, yes, you can say the FDIC doesn't have money. They'll do everything they can to pump up the economy artificially. And that's why I am bullish on gold. I'm not saying to buy any. I'm saying that, to me, is the ultimate safe haven asset. And silver follows it, but not as strongly because silver is also used for production purposes. Oh, thanks. And I mean, what? so what, we should even just not uh, even open a checking account? You, uh, and if... if if the economy were to crash, as Gary Null has said over the years, I mean, uh, would the dollar totally, like, if it were to stop being the world's reserve currency, then it wouldn't even be worth anything at all? It, uh, well, that's the issue. Take a look at, in, in trade, in, 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 in reserve trades. The United States controls 62% of them. The euro is only 20%, and the Chinese yuan is around 2%. So there's, the dollar's strong because all the other ones are so weak. That, so look what's going on. I mentioned you buy a German bond, a French bond for negative interest rates, a 10-year bond, and the yield on it, and then you look at what's going on in Europe with negative interest rates. They have negative interest rates. How much lower can they go? Now they're going to put more quantitative easing in. And that's a word that they made up. They say they didn't teach me that in Economics 101 at graduate school. So the dollar's staying stronger. I mentioned earlier, oh, in Australia, they just went to historically low interest rates. Japan, negative interest rates. China's dumping, you're talking about, you know, banks without backing. The China just lowered the reserve ratio requirement. That's the amount of money banks have to have to loan money out. Because the economy is slowing down. As I said, you look at PMI numbers, purchasing managers index in the manufacturing sector, they're down around the world. And many in negative territory, over 50 is growth, under 50 is, is, is decline. United States is just about 50.4 or 50.2. So yeah, you know, the dollar's only worth what it is because the others are worth so much less. 
And even though uh, China and Russia, as Gary says, have, uh, maybe you've said it too, I haven't listened to all your shows, sorry, um, that uh, time-wise, that, that if, even though they have a, lot, a whole lot of gold in their, for their government, and um, we don't have it, uh, they, aren't they, uh, Gary makes it sound like ultimately that's why uh, China and Russia uh, are really, you know, they're much better off economically than we, and even though they are uh, lowering their interest rates and, um, uh, you, you know, that that's, uh, and, and that for several years already they've been, uh, you know, actively working uh, to uh, stop uh, having the dollar be the world's reserve currency. So, well, well, it's true. They're trying, to, they're trying to make more deals, for example, of um, uh, trading in yuan and ruble. And they are all working with the BRIC nations as well, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, to... Uh, do more business with their currencies. And they are trying to do away with the petrodollar. That's going to be the big one, by the way. Because when you buy oil, uh, it's, it's based in dollars, I, as are many commodities, about 40% of the commodities. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you're, you're looking at if the petrodollar goes, then the dollar goes down. That could happen in the future. But when you talk about, you know, Russia's foreign currency and gold reserves, Russia has an estimated, I'm looking at it now, uh, $500 billion in gold reserves. That's nothing. $500 billion is nothing. It's not a lot of money. So, I mean, they have about a trillion and a half dollar economy compared to America's, what, 20 trillion, nearly 20 trillion. So the, the gold reserves they have are not that big around the world. And we don't know what ours is. We, we the free people, the great democracy that kills people all around the world, bringing freedom and democracy, we're not allowed mm. to look into Fort Knox. You know, no. so, so anyway, that's, that's how I see it. But that's why we won't, we won't get any um, uh, help from the government whatsoever. I mean, if we were to become the banana republic, as Gary says, and, and that's, that's everyone will be on his own and, uh, and what, will be killing one another, as he says, you know, for, just for food and clean water, and uh, it'll be total hell. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it, it is. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be ugly. So, um, yeah, China, this, this, this is, again, this is according to um, uh, Financial Times. China increases purchases for the six-month running May, taking its total reserves to 1,916 tons. And let's see. Um, they say China's foreign reserves, so that's different. So... That, that's, that's it, you know. Um, but again, when you look at the, the raw numbers, China also has $40 trillion in debt. So, but they're going to do what they can to keep printing money. 
And that's why you're seeing the equity markets go higher. That's why you're seeing gold go higher. At some time, it's going to burst. Our forecast is the greatest recession is going to hit after the 2020 elections. Uh, hmm. Because <laughs> Trump, Trump is going to do everything he can yeah. to prop up the economy. Everything. Mm. Yeah, your life. Yeah, <laughs> just to get elected. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But they all do anything just to get elected. They yeah. lie, they cheat, they steal, and yeah. uh, you know. And Trump's in the real estate business. He knows mm-hmm. that if interest rates go higher, real estate goes lower. And if people don't think the president has power over the Fed, they better grow up. They do. Mm-hmm. So, any any other questions and or answers, Anita? Yeah, uh, this is weird. Well, it's not that one. Since uh, you you were on, you've been on coast to coast, um, and uh, if you, do you follow uh, uh, George Nori about his thing with aliens and that is that real that that aliens uh, you know have, we have uh, alien energy in a lot of us that uh, they've uh, uh, incarnated <laughs> as they say. Uh, uh, and and to me, then, then that would, would explain, uh, if it's true, then that would explain why uh, some energies, some the entities, as I rather call people, that, that they really are wild, uh, you know, uh, inhumane energies, that they, they don't care about their fellow man. Uh, they're lucky if they even care about their, you know, girlfriends or wives or... And vice versa, women, women too. They're supposed to be female aliens, energy, that, and that—that's uh, why it just looks so uh, hopeless for this world. And as I, uh, you know, you can have all the uh, nice overtures for peace, and uh, and uh, you know we can ourselves, and uh, and uh, it's just like we're fighting, you know, a totally losing battle if the if that energy is in them. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know, you know, but I, I look at their faces. I mean, you look at a guy like that guy Clapper or, or Cheney or, you know, you look at these people. They look like they're from another planet. And, uh, and they, who knows, you know, what is it? They say there are more, you know, galaxies and grains of sand on Earth. You know, so I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But it's a freak show. Again, you know, coming up, by the way, the New Trends Journal, <coughs> excuse me, will be out. In, in just a day or so. And um, we're taking a look around the world. You know, the world it, it, it is at war. Look what's going on in, in Sudan. Take a trip to Algeria. <clears throat> and then, of course, Hong Kong, what's going on. And, and it's one country after another. Uh, Argentina is in severe recession. Brazil's going back into recession. South Africa. Um, it, it's one country after another. Uh, Libya, uh, Syria, look at what's going on. Afghanistan, still at war. Economic slowdowns globally. Everything could explode at any moment. And again, I believe the one to watch closely is Iran and tune in very closely what's going on in Israel because we're just going to be Fred propaganda when it does happen. So it's very important to know the facts. So again, I, I, don't give, I don't give financial advice 
And But to me, gold is the ultimate safe haven. So thank you very much, Anita. We're going to be signing off soon. I appreciate you calling in and the great questions. I wish I had better answers for you as well. Um, so another thing to watch, by the way, is copper prices. Dr. Copper. Copper is used in everything from heavy industry to um, high tech. And you're looking at copper prices going very soft. Uh, they, they, they're they're about eight month low, about eight percent down this year. So watch it, see what's going on, stay tuned to the current events forming future trends. And by the way, we have a podcast, Trend Vision 2020, Trend Vision 2020. You go on the iTunes anywhere you get the podcasts. It's four days a week with me and Douglas Grunther. He's been in the radio business for about. 30 years himself, and he's a great, great partner to be doing this with. And you will get an overview of each day's news like you don't get anywhere else in the world on very, very wide variety of issues from plant-based foods to bombs away over you know where and how it's going to the presidential reality show. And Doug's the kind of guy that likes to give something positive in every show so we also have that as well. So Trends Journal, TrendsJournal.com, Trend Vision 2020. Do what you can to keep supporting Progressive Radio Network. And we're going to see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Tell <laughs> Luna,